Hey, you guys, welcome back to Ugh, You're So Good. You are about to hear part two of our conversation with Queer Eyes' Jonathan Van Ness. Where does your work ethic come from? Is it, oh. your, do you, is it a Velvet Rage moment? N- no. What's a Velvet oh, Rage like, moment? Oh, like feeling like everyone needs to like oh, yeah, accept Like gays, like, they have like this hole in them they're constantly I'm trying learning to so much about gay ling- lingo today. Oh, mask, yeah. mask. Grindr. You should read the book. <laughs> it's, 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 a, a great it's a really book. good book. Yeah. It's a really good book. Um, I've always been a student. Like I always have loved to learn, mm. but it has to be something that I'm like naturally interested in. Like if mm-hmm. I'm not interested in it, like in the same way, like math, I can't yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, except for geometry. I was like really good at geometry. Um, <laughs> Visual bitch. But yeah, I think in terms of like, yes, Loves but an angle. in terms of like, I also found that book to be, uh, I think he should write a follow up. Yeah, I, think, I, think I only read half of it. If it's I'm a little being dated honest. now too. I, I think yeah. once I got the concept, I was like, "Oh wow!" What is the I feel can, you, can you break down? Well, kind of. It's a little bit of like uh, there's like three phases of gay men in this book, and or gay men are like in three phases of like enlightenment or like self discovery in this book, and um, basically, gay men because of society like constantly not fitting in from the time that we were born because of our sexual orientation, like we have this kind of void in us that we're constantly trying to fill by being like the best dressed, know mm. the most things, like be the most articulate, be the best groomed, like mm. you know, be that like best dressed. Prove that we're worth something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes, makes sense. Yes. 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 Makes sense. So, um, no, I. But good question. Um, but I do think that I'm like a natural born student, and I think that I. Um, did learn like a strong work ethic from my family because my family is like I'm from a broadcasting family that's like I'm like the sixth generation of it so it feels mm-hmm. very like in my family bones to like want to work mm-hmm. um, yeah and yeah, I'm, maybe I'm, have a podcast that yeah I'm like, like it's yeah, like, yeah I'm happiest working I'm happiest learning I'm happiest like creating yeah and even before like this phase in my career like when it was just like behind the chair like five days a week or on set doing hair like that was also me being in a creative place where I was like in my element and loved to create. Like I love to use my hands. I love to think and, and being behind the chair satisfied, like all of those things. That's why I got into it in the first place. Yeah. I just wow, like, wow. yeah. And I feel like you're, once you like decide you want to do something, you're very dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. And that's been a theme of all the guests too. They're like, well, once I like, once you want to be a figure skater, right, you, you do in. it every day. That's very true. How's that going? It's going really good, except for my fucking coach, Elliot, had the nerve to go to Sweden for three weeks. Uh, <laughs> so do you have another coach? And did not even consult me. No, because I'm very, I'm, a, I'm that loyal bitch. I don't need to be working yeah. with some mm-hmm. other person just because Elliot she ditched you to... without telling you. Well, he actually had it planned before right. we met. And how dare you try to plant those nasty rumors in my brain. <laughs> um, but, you know, you sound like a fucking Russian judge. If I knew any better, you know, and good luck. Yep, how often, how often are you training when he's in town? Um, Like every day, four days a week, five Good days a week, you. four days a week. I just, that is I love, sexy. I love to be on the ice, queen. Uh, can I tell you something? I can't even skate for a foot without holding the wall. You could if you did it oh, like three days in a row. Yeah, maybe. I think it's what they we're all saying. They have cute walkers, girl. They got walkers. They have penguins. And <laughs> oh, you don't like it? You don't have I don't. I, I don't dislike it. Like when people are like, let's go ice skate. I'm like, yeah, sure. But the, I have the same thing as you. I think everybody does for the most part. Like I need to be curious yeah. and excited and invested. And I'm like, I don't care if I can ice skate. Yes. Honestly, it's right. kind of funny when I can't. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like obsessed with ice skaters. When oh, I was yeah. little, which is why oh, yeah. I'm and gymnasts, adult. right? Yes, both very much. Like extremely. Cool. What attracted you to Olympics it? obsessed? Mm-hmm. Um, 
like as Elegance. a musician, I would as I, well, I would expect as someone who has working eyes and ears, you would know. <laughs> yes. Well, I just wanted I to hear you this, talk about it. I feel this way about ballet dancers. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the pageantry of ballet, I mean, I, I didn't know where to find that. That wasn't on NBC. The Olympic trials no, I know, of ballet wasn't on NBC, but, but, so but I didn't here's know. here's what's beautiful. So I, we had Isabella Boylston on this podcast, who's a prima ballerina at American huh. Ballet Theater. And she and I collaborated out. We did the shows together. And she like brought ballet to Instagram. Oh, oh, yeah. Which is bringing ballet to the people. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna show Profound. you. I'm but gonna I just get think you growing into it. up. I'm girl. You're pretty. I love the ballet. Okay. okay I, I'm obsessed okay. with ballet. But I just mean like it's a little boy in <laughs> right, right, America. Right. Like there was. Right. There's we no didn't access. have a ballet. You there was. Right. To it. You, you could watch the Olympics and yes, see them. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Fine. Um. So that's just like why I was like, oh my god, Michelle Kwan, Shannon Miller, like Tom yeah. Dodd. Oh my god, Nancy Kerrigan, can't get enough. Oh my god, such a cone. Don't even start it. You know. Um. So yeah, that's. I think I just I love that. Like I love an Olympics moment. And like, well, you guys were all like born in, um, in Tanya and Nancy's year. Yeah, you were like all Tanya. born in 92. Yeah. See, yeah. for me, I was already five. I was very, I was an old soul by then. I was <laughs> stuck to the television along with the rest of America, riveted mm. <laughs> at the developments of the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding scandal. You guys could have missed it. <laughs> at age but can five. I, can I tell wow. you that that year, the women's long skate in the 1994, it was actually 1994. It wasn't 92. Get it together. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little No, no, it's okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 92, 92 was um, Albertville and 94 was Lily Hammer, I believe, if we fact check. Um, but anyway, so, but um, that's what I believe. And then in 94, because in 92, that was the last year that the Olympics happened in the same year. So mm. prior to 92, it, like the summer and winter games are always in the same year. I didn't know that. Right? Yeah. So in 92, you had Barcelona summer games and then you had the, the uh, Albertville winter games. And then, in, then the Olympic committee was like, no more Queens. We think it'd be better for ratings if we like syncopated it. So it's like, there's one every other year. Mm. So the winter mm. Olympics got to be the lucky ones to go twice. So they got to go again in 94. They didn't have to wait for years, which is why if you guys saw Itania, which I'm guessing you guys didn't. I did. did. I loved you guys it. They're not taking that plot very deeply because that was the <laughs> crux of it. Um, so they got to go again in 94 and that's why Tanya made that comeback, that epic comeback. And um, yeah. And so I uh, was riveted with the country and in 94 that women's long skate was only beat on the Nielsen ratings by the Super Bowl, like by the smallest, slimmest of margins. Like, I don't know how they measure it, but it was like mm -hmm. this like point oh, it was like, yeah, it was, I mean, it almost wow. beat the fucking Basically Super Bowl. Yeah. It was huge. Wow. Cool. I mean, that's it so cool. I did not know women's that. figure skating on them. That was what, that was like the pinnacle of yeah. figures, of cool. like sport drama. It was so major. Wow. Who's your favorite figure skater? Michelle Kwan of all time. Yes. <laughs> She's my favorite too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, she, she really wants to the podcast. We've been talking about it. That scheduling for her is she was she's like also busy, busy with like the you know presidents well, and stuff honey, she's, she's, busy. she's just came out in support of Joe Biden yes, she I is saw that. Yes. for him yes I think that's so exciting for her I love how politically motivated she is she worked um, under uh, Secretary uh, Clinton and President wow. Obama yeah she's um, she's so smart she's so cool she's so smart and for like she to she is like someone who is like literally turned into a friend. She's one of the smartest, nicest, like most genuine, yeah. like there for you. Like she came to the Radio City music show after my little routine. She like came out and held up a ten. She was like a guest judge. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Um, I saw that on her. Instagram. I love her so much. So, so cool. She's just a really, really great person. Oh. She like blew away any expectation I could have ever had for like meeting her. Mm. Like, oh, that's oh, the wow. best because yeah. you like it's I a it's a scary thing. Never thought we would have ended right. up a literal friend. Yeah, <laughs> you chose so cool. that sparkly dress for her too. Right for the yes, it's actually yeah. my sweater, but yes, yeah. <laughs> the mini dress on Michelle well, Kwan and a stylist. Yes, well, honey, I needed list. something more like glitzy for the Glad Awards. Yeah, we needed like because she's like sequence avert, 
because like adverted like, did because it did so it for long. so long game. yeah but i was like girl it's okay to like revisit it like look how cute this yeah. is <laughs> look at this heel a little oh retro you know emotion how has it been to be to get that successful and famous and have your life change that quickly it has been uh, a very fun and intense 14 months mm-hmm. but i mean all the good stuff is really cool like how you would obviously imagine like having like you know photo shoots and being able to like go on a red carpet and meet the people that you know we get mm-hmm. to meet and do the things we get right. to do it's like it's crazy but i i struggle with almost like a survivor's guilt of it Mm. like I hear what so many people have been through and I have by no means I mean suffering is relative and there are people that have definitely had a harder but I've by no means had a cakewalk like check the book September 24th (laughs) (laughs) Um, but um when like you know I mean I think when I did hair I would do like eight or ten people's hair a day and like Mm. 99% of the time like in the last two years it was all people who I'd been working on especially in Los Angeles for like a long time like it wasn't that much new energy like people Mm -hmm. who I had known um I did hair for like a month after Queer Eye came out and at that time I was still like building my clientele in New York so I had like maybe like 25% of a solid New York clientele. But once the show came out, there was like a waiting list, like indefinitely like a waiting list. So that was like all the way new people. And, and so for like in that time, because queer, I was out, I was all of a sudden having like, you know, eight or 10, um, like new people. And most of those were really good. And I'm really a perfectionist and like a hairdresser. So like yeah. they were like wanting to talk about this show and I'm like, I can't like really do that song and dance for you right now. Like there's like 10 new people and like, right. I'm doing a corrective color right now. And like, yeah. and this salon charges like an arm and a leg. Like, and I can't keep the next people waiting for like seven hours. I'll try to be like that JVM, but like, right. I'm, like Ugh, literally working yeah. right now. And like your yeah. hair has been to hell and back. And like, but then some of those people like, well, actually, a lot of those people like been through lots of stuff, and it really made me like have to exercise like this, like all of a sudden, like selective permeability mm. of like not mm. taking everything on, and and but I couldn't do that, so I mean, and I not was, being on all the time, which I am that right. anyway. But when I was doing it with the same people for like when right. it's not just a selfie and leaving, I was spending like three and four hours sure. with these new people that were like really, Oof. really, and it's I'm not complaining. It was like it was just. I would go home and I was like, just would like cry for six hours right. and like, just like watch shit's Creek and just like cry We're silent tears. And yeah. not <laughs> only that, but like, because of the way that the show is like, when you have an opportunity to get a platform this big and it reaches so wide, like so many people want to share their stories mm-hmm. of pain. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want to be that person for them. And I am that person for them. But at night, like you think about those people when you're mm-hmm. in your bed mm-hmm. with your cats mm-hmm. and like it's hard to like and like your life doesn't stop when you become successful. Mm-hmm. Like I have had all sorts of really heart wrenching, heartbreaking, like literally super tragic yeah. family stuff that's happened in the last two years that I will mm-hmm. never talk about publicly because right. it's just not my style. Mm-hmm. And um, and not that people who do talk about it is anything about it. There's just there are things that, you know. It's just, it's very difficult. And so as amazing as a lot of it has been, there has been a lot of things where I am like having to really check in with that selective permeability and, and that ability to be like, you know what? I need to leave that there Mm -hmm. and I need to just like lay under my gravity blanket with my cats right now and watch it's Creek and not feel bad Mm -hmm. because this is so much pressure and it has, and things have changed so rapidly. So like giving myself permission to like not have to 
put all of that pressure on my shoulders is not only imperative to my continued mental health, Mm -hmm. but it's also enabled me to like not change who I am in the face of this new life. And it's also enabled me to stay authentic to the, to the traits that got me here, which allows you to be on Instagram with like my shirt off at four in the, or four and five in the morning Mm -hmm. when I'm up doing coffee (laughs) dances, about to get on a flight with like sleep in my eye, looking hella busted with like sleep in my (laughs) eye and like dark, like, and I don't mind that there's like hundreds of thousands of people watching me look horrific at four in the morning. But I like that because that lets me know that I'm still the same me that I always right. have been getting up early, busting yes. my ass, mm-hmm. doing what I need to mm-hmm. do to keep chasing down what I'm passionate about. Uh, right. And what yes. I was most scared about when I realized how successful the show is becoming is that I would lose myself and I would become yeah. this like nightmare entitled asshole. And mm-hmm. I have not become that. And so I think that that is great. <laughs> oh my God. I loved all of that. <laughs> me too. Ooh, that was well, amazing. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but I feel like a common, a very, very common theme on this podcast that we're discovering with successful people is people are authentic and they're themselves mm-hmm. and they don't, uh, like try and morph themselves to become some character or listen to the voices of the people, the powerful people around them telling them who to be. Yeah. It's like been a lot of brave choices of like, no, I'm going to be who I am. And, and what's so, and that, I think the reason why that people are so successful who are that way is because we're all humans and we all want to connect to other humans. And the only way you can connect is if you see yourself in them, you know? So yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Should we get to the three questions? Is it time? Is it time? Yeah. This we could, I could talk to you for a hundred years. No, let's do three questions. I love three questions. We do. We end the podcast with the same three questions. Love it. And the first one is what does success mean to you? Um, I've so far exceeded any expectation of success that I ever had. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like being present with my fucking cats, Mm -hmm. like, and hopefully like, actually I feel like now what my definition of success is going to be is like how big my cat sanctuary is. I'm a deep, I'm a deep, deep cat. (laughs) Me too. I'm a deep cat person. I'm a hardcore cat. I want a really great cat sanctuary. That's like healthy and not like cat hoarders. Like, Uh do you guys remember that hoarders that like was with the rats? It was like the season finale of that hoarders. And this guy in Texas, his wife died and they were raising rats. And then their rat brood went totally out of control when she died. (laughs) And he literally had like thousands and thousands and thousands of rats. And they had to call like animal control and they were euthanizing all these rats that were cannibal each other and they died of these, oh like, these like um like um stampedes these, like rat stampedes so the well, opposite version of that yeah we're like a really cat. healthy cat version of that <laughs> yes exactly like a really like healthy well funded like you know that, that's like for Managed. like maybe like discouraged like discouraged cats like a center for cats who can't read yeah oh, did you guys are you guys too young for Zoolander, Zoolander. no okay, cool. I'm not too young but great I'm, my, so I have a childhood cat named Mr. Moon we called him Mooey oh. and I remember my now my brother's wife came over and we all knew she was the one because she thought Mui looked like he couldn't read, so she made little fake wire glasses for him. Oh my all god, these pictures she's of a Mui, fucking like- keeper. <laughs> I love her. Oh my god, I love her. Anyone? Yeah. Yeah, I really fucking hate. As long as we're on the subject, people mm-hmm. that are like weird about cats. Me too. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, shut up. You don't don't know. yuck someone else's yum. You don't know. Like, just shut your fucking <laughs> cat hating fucking mouth. Naughty bitch. Yes. No one fucking asked you. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, cats like can tell if you're a loser or not. They have <laughs> cats just don't fucking care about you. <laughs> they have needs too, whereas dogs will give it away to anyone. Exactly. That's how I feel too. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. care dogs. about a dog's love. But I love dogs. No, I do too. But, but, I love, but, but I see them as like, you love me because you love everyone. But if a cat loves me, I'm like, oh, we have got to get hey. <laughs> I wish we could get a cat. I'm allergic to cats, I but know. I love cats. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. So as you're long one of us. Yeah, as yeah. long as I love them. Yeah. Okay, wait. So, that was the second so, question. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to ask it? Okay, so present with the cats, success. Oh, oh second uh-huh. question is 
what would you tell yourself at the lowest point in your life? Um, my dad always said to me, like my like my biological father and like the one who's like still breathing, who is who I adore. Mm-hmm. Um, but he because like my stepdad passed away, but he like raised me. So like I like I'm still close with both, but like mm-hmm. I lived with my stepdad, but my dad's still cute. Um, but he <laughs> would always say like, you know, nothing is broken beyond repair. And I think that 99 percent of situations in life like um, are like that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so whenever I was in my lowest point, like, um, like knowing that it's, you know, it's never really as broken as what you feel like it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Oh my God. I feel like I, I hear a twister me. in the background. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like Helen, <laughs> <laughs> we got cows. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. Okay. And now the final question. Oh yes. Just, is, can you spill any tea about literally anything? anything. Oh wait. What so do you guys, do you or did you guys also not see twister? Oh, no, we've seen Twister. Oh, cool, 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 cool. I've done the Universal I Studios haven't. ride. I'm tracking with you. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I'm sure. Everyone's anywhere. seen Twister. What is Twister? Well, I was just scared. Oh, see? Oh. oh, okay, maybe not. I don't know what it is. I remember really the crazy Universal Studios experience. Older. Oh, the movie with the... the mo- it's crazy uh-huh. when you really realize <laughs> that you are getting older. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. No, like Shrek is 20 years older. Because you guys also don't know about the 1996 Olympics, like the Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, do Oh, I know about that. You guys should watch that on YouTube. It's great. We should. Uh, yeah, I would love just to. Just like the I women's. So which one? Which one to find on YouTube is the women's team final, 1996 Olympics. It's like Christina Gucci. Is that, is oh that, my that? fucking god! <laughs> oh no! That's a 1992 gold medal oh. winning figure skater oh, at the Winter Olympics. Oh my Olympic. god! I love the it. Literally seven, call. The no, magnificent nine. seven was oh. Amanda Borden, <laughs> Shannon Miller, Dominique Dawes, mm. J.C. Phelps, Dominique Mochianu, oh, Carrie Strug. Amanda Borden, J.C. Phelps, <laughs> Dominique Dawes, Dominique Mochianu, Shannon Miller, Carrie Strug, Amy Chow. Amy That's Chow. Oh, that was yeah. impressive. And they were the first wim- United States women's gymnastics team to take a gold medal at the fucking Olympics. Oh you got it. Jacob is losing his mind over here. Yeah, y'all are the exact same Oh, that Carrie Strug moment. Why? Okay, I realize that I'm like uneducated on Do you guys know what the Carrie Strug moment is? No. This bitch, this bitch landed. This bitch, you guys don't even fucking know. I can't wait. You two little baby gays need to run home, not walk, run home. Take your tops off, turn on that YouTube on your Apple TV, and cuddle up and make some popcorn and watch that. That is one and a half hours of magic. I'm excited. Okay. Last question. Last question is what is any tea? Any gossip. Okay. Well, do you guys have, like, well, do you, where do you think that your listeners live? Who knows? We don't know. We have a world. Do you think in America? (laughs) Every house. Do you think in America? Probably in America. Well, I think that we really need to start thinking about our state legislatures for 2020 <laughs> oh my God, yes. because the census is coming up mm-hmm. and um, and in 2020, the census is going to determine what the con- what the congressional maps will be for mm. the next election. So censuses are really fucking important. Okay. Yes. And all this shit goes down when we're not even paying attention because mm-hmm. we're... You not know, paying attention. Not paying attention. <laughs> listening I was to raised up in our own Making podcasts. Yes, <laughs> doing this, doing that. But we have to really pay attention. And it's really important yeah. for us to talk to our Aunt Linda's and our Aunt Marge's, especially in Ohio, mm-hmm. Missouri, Georgia, Kentucky, Alabama. 
These are all places that have passed um, fetal heartbeat bills. Uh-huh. These are all states that are really trying to like create, um, you know, barriers between women and access to healthcare. Mm-hmm. And I really am concerned about the backsliding of women's rights to a- uh, healthcare and uh, LGBTQ rights. And mm-hmm. as we all know, like transgender people are not allowed to serve in our military anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think that we really need to focus right now on our elections in 2020, what policies are important to I us, right. and talking to our Aunt Marges and our Aunt Lindas that are in sweet states in the middle of America and also being careful to like, yes, progressive policies are great, but we, Pelosi just said it and it's so fucking true, we have to own the mainstream. Yeah. Right. And without the mainstream, yeah. we will not have this so vote. True. And so I think that we have to figure out like what progressive policies we want to champion, what we want this narrative to be, and we all really need to talk to our families about it, our Uber drivers about it. Not uh-huh. people that already agree with you, but people mm-hmm. that, you know, won't shoot Which you in the face. Which we have a unique ability to do because we all travel. Yeah. We all travel and take Ubers in lots of random cities. Yeah, and I'm glad you said all that on this podcast. Me too, I'm really like glad. Yeah, yeah, we'll reach, I mean, I, I- You're like, we haven't said anything like socially constructive or important for these like seven episodes. No, 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 it's I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, true. Um, my, so I'm obsessed with voting. Voting's like my my best friend Taddy and I. Every night before voting, we're like, ah, it's like Christmas Eve. We wake up at like six. We get coffee. We walk to our polling place. I love that. It's fun. I love to vote, and I love well, to make our voices heard. Yes, I love yes. to have control and power yes. and get my hands in in involved in yeah. <laughs> and um, I agree, I agree with you. Impeachment would be tough, and I think. What's even sexier to me, to be honest, is like voting his fucking ass out. Yeah, yes. a resounding no. Just yes. a resounding this is not who we are yeah. is sexier to me. It uh, makes me soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me like too. I ruined my best friend Patty's couch that I'm sitting on. <laughs> I'm drenched in this beautiful, flowery, sweet sort of uh, exactly. m- vaginal mm-hmm. mist Just is oh, no. everywhere. Mm, a vaginal resounding mist. no, baby. A lake full of absolutely <laughs> not. I love you so much. Love you guys. Love, love you. you. Bye. Bye.